Welcome to the Write It Down podcast at home edition. I'm super excited for this next guest that we have coming on today. She's the sweetest girl. Her name is Alexis Ball. If that last name rings a bell, it's Reggie Ball, our good friend's daughter. She is so sweet. It's funny because life happens and not everything is perfect. And when we joined on Zoom, it took us about 30 minutes to figure out why Zoom wasn't recording, why we couldn't hear each other, why the app worked and why the browser was working. We just kept going back and forth. So our interview is a little expedited, which is a bummer in that sense, but also in expectant joy that we will be able to have her back on and continue our friendship with Alexis Ball. She currently works for Meta, um, aka Facebook and all the things. And so she is so wise, so knowledgeable, and she gives us a lot of tips and tricks on how to make our resume stand out with whatever industry we're trying to break into. You know what to do. Sit back, relax, and get your pens ready because this is Write It Down. Welcome back to the Write It Down podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Murata, on the mic with Alexis Ball. Alexis, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. If these walls could talk and our computers could talk for us, you would all would know that it's taken us about 30 minutes to just be on the same screen together and have the same audio and video and all the things. So I'm super excited that we've pushed through the technical difficulties. Alexis, you are Reggie Ball's daughter. Reggie is a dear friend of mine and has um, is a dear friend of the Write It Down podcast. So I'm super pumped that I've gotten to meet you and got to have you on the show today. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And it's really nice. You got to interview my dad. He's a pretty cool guy. So (laughs) he is a cool guy. He's very cool. But um, Alexis, I don't want to take too much of your time as we've spent most of our interview trying to figure out Zoom, but life happens. Um, But you have such a great history of um, just different occupations and really hustling in college and pushing through a lot of things. So um, I really kind of want to tap into your occupation route. Now you're with Facebook. Um, which is such a cool, I've heard Facebook's a great company to work for. So I'm excited to kind of tap into your, your career path. Sure. Um, I guess like it started obviously. So I went to the university of Michigan. I studied linguistics and Russian, which at the time I really did not know what I was going to do with that. I didn't think I would end up in a tech company. So I'm very (laughs) happy about how my career has turned out, but Um, Yeah, I studied those particular things. Um, Originally, I wanted to do STEM. I thought I'd do computer science. It wasn't my forte. Um, I took a couple classes and I did okay, but it just wasn't like, I don't know, my passion at the time. I love learning languages. So I did the romance languages in high school, a couple Mm -hmm. in college, and then I minored in Russian um, and linguistics was like a good match for the language learning, but also because Um, I took a couple classes with like computational linguistics because again, I thought I'd do STEM and thought I'd, I really wanted to work on like AI. So I thought, okay, I'll take my linguistics degree. Maybe I'll work with like artificial intelligence as far as like natural language processing and all of those things. And although that hasn't happened yet, um, I do work in tech now. So um, yes, I work at Meta. Uh, Previously, I was at SpaceX and Paramount all sort of within the same role of recruiting coordinating, which has nothing to do with what I studied. But um, all of the teams I've been on have been like the software engineering teams, data science teams. I'm currently on an artificial intelligence team. So although I don't do the work that the engineers do, I get to help hire the people that do those those jobs. And that's really 
rewarding in and of itself. So it's been nice to network and learn from people and take courses and free classes at these companies. And I've learned a lot. And while I would still love to have like a higher up role, um, currently I want to do like project management. Um, I'm just really happy to have the opportunity to work at these companies because, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you're doing, as long as you're like helping a company sort of reach their goals and they align with your values, that's really all that matters. So I'm right. really happy to get to be there. What are some of the things that you look for as like someone more in an HR role, as far as like you have to sift through recruitments and hires? You know, there's people out there that are listening that maybe they're not trying to get and get a job at Paramount or Facebook, but what are some things that you can really stand out to an employer in a field that you're trying to get into? Um, I think a growth mindset and a willingness to learn. Um, you might, you definitely don't know everything to do a job, but if you're able to showcase that, like you're always willing to learn and you'll put in the effort, if there's something you don't know now, but you're willing to do what it takes to know that, I think that's definitely, um, that will help you stand out. And I think with resume building too, I think I'm pretty gifted at that. Uh, it's, I'm probably not, but I think that with resume. No, I'm sure you are. If you, like, I like to think by now that I've done like several years of recruiting, coordinating, I should know. Right. Um, but my tactic is taking a job description and like crafting your resume to match that job description, not necessarily word for word, but Meta might phrase a certain thing a certain way, and SpaceX may phrase it differently. And if you can match your resume and tailor it to each company that you apply to, you're much more likely to stand out. I think some people think that recruiters are going through every resume word for word, looking and reading like thousands and thousands of resumes a day, when in reality, some places have like software that pulls out keywords and it's looking through your resume. Yes, I've heard, I've have. heard this. How do you yeah, know which keywords to read? Like to yeah. the applicants. And there are times where we are, uh, there are times where we look through it like word for word. Like when I was at SpaceX, there were moments where we were actually reading them, but it was typically when we'd narrowed it down to like 50 people. And now it's a lot easier to sift through. But when there's thousands of resumes, sometimes there's software that's trying to see certain phrases that match up, certain keywords like detail oriented, for example, or just really niche words that if it's there, you're likely to kind of get pulled through. That's not everywhere. Obviously, right. there are small companies that can afford to spend the time to sift through them individually. And then there are bigger companies where it's just too many people applying. Yeah. Uh, so really tailoring your resume. There are people that have one resume and they use that one resume for every job that they apply for. And it's like they're maybe applying for like software engineer and they send it to a healthcare industry and a bank and a tech company and an aerospace company. And those are all different industries with different phrases and different job responsibilities. And even though your resume is good, it's like, it's not tailored to anything in particular. Right. It's also a very general expression of things you've done. So taking the time, it sucks. Yeah. To like craft five different resumes, but if you can like sit and take the time to do that and rephrase what you've done to sort of match the industry better, you're a lot more likely to, to move along in that process. Right. And how, is there like a tip or trick for people to know what keywords are for which company or is that like top secret? Um, I would say, honestly, just more of the job description. Take a look at the company's website and take a look at 
their mission and their values, um, if you can incorporate any of those into your resume. Sometimes I think keywords are just having been in the industry. So I wouldn't necessarily know keywords for a software engineer at a bank, but with tech, I know certain coding languages that would be keywords, different like artificial intelligence or generative AI, things that I know within my own field. So I think just looking at a job description, taking it bullet by bullet point, when I help friends with their resume building, we literally sit down, I go through the the job description and like the day-to-day job responsibilities and we sit and I say, okay, let's take a look at your resume for this bullet point. Do you have experience that matches this bullet point? And if you do, we sit and sort of rewrite what's on his current resume or her resume to sort of match what the job description says. It's still a true statement. It's still your experience, but we've phrased it in a way that might make it look like, oh, he he actually already does this on a day-to-day basis. So it's a lot of work, but it pays off. And yeah. For those that you know are interested in that method, I've done it for each job that I've applied for and I've gotten them. My friends all got interviews after sitting down and going at, a, at the tactic that I recommended. It works, takes time, but it makes it a lot easier as well when you interview because you've kind of already taken the time to understand what the job description is even saying. And it's a lot easier in the interview when you can speak to what you've done in a way that sounds good to the people interviewing you because yeah. like, they wrote the job description. So. Right. And it shows that you're not just casting a wide net. It's kind of like if you take that extra time to really pay attention to those keywords for each business or each occupation, they're like, oh, like these are exact details that I'm looking for instead of like, oh, I just sent this to 40 different companies and I'm just kind of it's a shot in the dark. We're going to take a quick break to discuss Write It Down's brand new website. You can head over to widpod.com, W-I-D-P-O-D.com, and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says learn more. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support Write It Down. P.S. My favorite part about the website is the Wid Wall, which is a collection of all the Write It Downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network. So show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with Write It Down because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. You you were talking through the fact that you went to the University of Michigan and then you worked at Paramount and all these different things and with linguistics and you've had a lot of different twists and turns in your life. Um, I know that you had lost your mom. And so can you kind of tell us a little bit about what that looks like to push through while you're still grieving and just kind of the things that happen in that season of your life. Yeah. Um, so I lost my mom the day before my, what would have been our actual ceremony for graduation. So, um, it was definitely a hard semester. I spent a lot of time at home, um, especially when she went into hospice, I went home a lot. Um, and so it was definitely harder to focus on my studies. I think, post-graduating, um, just that grieving period alone, like several months of just just being sad and like being comfortable with the fact that I was grieving and I was sad. Difficult because I felt like, and I feel like a lot of people graduate and then it's an immediate, like, I have to get a job now. Like I have to work. Right, right. I have to find it right now. Like if I don't have a job in the next month, I failed. What was the point of college? I'm just like, life sucks. It took me I graduated May 2020 and I got my first job in October of 2020. So a couple months of not working 
which I was okay with. It gave me time to breathe and just process things that I was dealing with family-wise. But I realized like, there's no rush. Like I took those, those months to kind of grow a little bit, enjoy the fact that I just graduated from college. Yeah. yeah celebrate. And for people that are graduating, like take that time. If you're, if you're the type of person that needs to work immediately, by all means go for it. But it's okay. Like if you don't find a job immediately, it was also the pandemic. So yeah. I had interviews and offers and things got rescinded because they didn't have the headspace anymore. And um, that sucked, but I also got out of school. I So I had one semester, I guess, of like Zoom University and the professors had no idea what they were doing. So it was like, it was a complete free for all. They were like, yeah. if you teach yourself, exam, figure it out. if you don't, don't. It was literally, it was a great semester to, to have Zoom. I feel bad for my friends that had it the next semester and they're like, oh like, my God, they actually the having to work it out. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> like, thank God I don't have to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Wow. So you really did. You persevered through a lot that year. A lot of people did in 2020. And on top of that, you were going through your own um, personal grief and and navigating that season of your life. And now looking back, you know, you're you're headed into a, a new chapter. You know, you're at Meta. You're getting married, which is super excited. And there's just a lot of good blessings coming your way. And it's nice when when the sun comes out, you know, in our lives. And um. You're an absolutely bright and beautiful girl, and I'm glad you joined us. But before we go, I know this is a shorter little episode. We'll have to have you come back on because I could probably chat your off forever. But um, <laughs> I ask a few rapid fire questions before we get to our write it down at the end of our show. So my first rapid fire art is if there's a movie, are you watching the movie? Or if there's a book, are you reading the book? I wish I was the person that said book. I am a person. I am a movie. I'm going to watch me too. Well, like <laughs> okay. 100,010%. That is me. People are like, you know, the book was better. It's like, why would you read the book when there's a movie? There's just absolutely. Watch yeah, it. Watch why, why do I have to visualize I'm, it? Yeah, I can watch it. <laughs> and book reading takes a long time. And it's just, it's not for me. I'd rather watch a two hour movie. Okay. Agreed. Moving on to even more movies. Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Harry Potter. No contest. Oh. Lord of the Rings is great, beautiful, no hate, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. What? Okay, so what house are you? Hufflepuff. Shamelessly Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. I am so happy. (laughs) Are you Hufflepuff? No, I'm Gryffindor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, listen, that's fine. I'm Hufflepuff. I accepted it. I don't care. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm good. And the thing is, is like I took the test a couple times and did the whole sorting hat things and I always get Gryffindor and I'm like, you know, I just that seals the deal. Okay, moving into more categories. Are you an Enneagram person? Do you know what an Enneagram is? Yes, I'm an IF, INFJ oh. dash, uh, I think P or T. I may be okay. wrong. INFJ. Okay. All right. So. And then my last question would be, and I guess this maybe will, this would be funny and ironic for us today, but are you a Mac or a PC girl? Listen, I am a Mac through and through. I, when I got my work laptop and my work phone at Meta, I was like, I'm going to be a Windows girly now. Got a lot, got a PC, got a Samsung, immediately regretted it a week later, turned that in, got a Mac because I've always had a Mac, Apple watch, Apple phone, Apple headphones. Got it. I yeah. Apple through I, and through. Yeah. Okay. So potentially maybe an Apple jobs coming soon in your life yeah. because yeah. you are live, eat, and breathe sponsor Apple. Me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they should sponsor you. 
sponsor you actually. Exactly. Well, it's funny because I just got this Apple, this Mac computer, because my PC finally just pooped out and it's better for podcasting. And now I can't even figure out how to make a side by side on Zoom. So it's we're just working through some things. No big deal. It's just part of my growth. But Alexis Ball, we are at that point of the show where I ask each guest to give the audience something to write down. So Alexis Ball, what is your write it down? My write it down, um, I would say in a world where you could be anything, just be kind. I know it's cheesy, uh, but people are always going through things that you don't always know about. And um, it's free to be kind. I think giving people grace and just just, you know, you don't know what people are going through. It's it's easy to get angry and to react and to be upset and, and all of these things. And you might say some choice words that you regret later on. But ultimately, we all know what it feels like to be stressed out, going through things, having to like fake it till we make it and pretend like we're okay. And if you know what that feels like, you know, other people are also going through that. Yeah. So just be kind. Yeah, well, be kind. Like so much is happening in the world these days that if we would all just be nicer to each other, I think things would be better. So if yeah. you can always be anything or you can choose to be something, just be kind. Be kind. I love that. And your whole family is so kind. And I'm very grateful to have met you and to have you on the show. And um, yeah, until next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. It was great meeting you. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to Woodpod. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.